Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Blue Shirts fans, welcome to the worst New York Rangers podcast, the podcast about the NHL's least favorite team, the New York Rangers. So the Rangers kick off the Stanley Cup playoffs, round one, game one, with an absolutely dominant win. The Rangers are insane right now, and if they can keep up this pace, I don't think it's going to end well for any other team, especially the Devils. Let's talk about it. So the Rangers absolutely destroy the Devils with a 5-1 final score. This was good. This was really good. This is how you want to start a playoff. This is how you want things to be. This is the exact type of game that you want to see the Rangers play, a full 60-minute game of hockey. And I think that this is very indicative of what the series is going to be like. I don't think it'll be this easy for the rest of them. I don't, I don't think that the Devils are going to be an easy team to beat. But it just kind of shows that if the Rangers are on it, there's not much the Devils can really do. Another huge factor is that Igor Shosturkin is, is returned to form. Igor is back. Igor is the way that we need him to be for a deep playoff run. I believe that he's just as good as he was last year, and we're kind of seeing that towards the tail end of the tail end of this regular season. But not to discredit Igor, he didn't even face a hard shot until we had already scored two goals, and that's really saying something against the Devils, one of the teams that's you know the best offensive scoring teams, one of the highest producing teams, one of the hardest to defend against teams. That's saying a lot for our defense in general that we were able to kind of just shut them out for most of this game, and to do the things that we did. Now, again, no disrespect to Igor. You guys know how I feel. I love the guy. I literally, there's, there's, there are a few people in the world that I love more than Igor Shosturkin, and he was on top of his game. But the defense from the Rangers was what was most impressive to me. And I believe that that was like a big deciding factor in this game. And the reason why I'm emphasizing that, the reason why I'm emphasizing you know, the defense and Igor in general because, first of all, this is my podcast. I can do what I want. Second, this is pretty much what I do on this podcast anyways, break down shit to the minute detail of what I'm personally feeling. And the third point is because during second intermission, like before the third, we had Biz and the other fucking people that were like commentating over this game during the intermissions, basically saying that, you know, Gallant needs to start yelling at the Rangers during this this intermission and yell at them for the way that they're playing because they're taking too many offensive chances and they're leaving the defense and Igor, you know, out to dry and basically saying that they need to tailor it back and just defend their lead. First point, fuck you. Second point, I do not believe that to be the case. 
there are instances in the regular season where you need to hold on to your lead and not get crazy because then your t- the other team can make a comeback, basically. I get that. But the the Rangers, at this point, are in the first game of the Stanley Cup playoffs, which is obviously going to be more intense anyway. And the Rangers are facing a team that is offensively dominant in most games that they play, where Jack Hughes is always on the board. Jack Hughes is always scoring. He's, he's always being fed or feeding someone to do something great. The way that the Rangers are going to combat that is play the offense that they need to play to go against what the Devils are trying to do. That's exactly what they need to do. That's exactly the reason why this game became what it became. Besides the good quality chances that we executed on and scored, or the bad quality chances that we tried and still scored, this is what the Rangers needed to do to basically win this game. And when you have a defensive core and when you have a defensive line and a goalie like Igor Shosturkin and the Rangers defense that we have, you can do these things and get away with it. You can make these decisions and not get punished. Now, it's to be seen whether or not the Rangers can keep up this play style for, you know, the other however many games there will be in this series. Not because I don't think the Rangers can sustain it, but because will it work, you know? It's to be seen if this is how the Rangers are going to play. But for this game, on this night, in this matchup, this is how they needed to play. And they did it well. I think that this was a major contributor to how the Rangers basically won this game in the fashion that they did. And the second is... It was, it was special teams. It was the power play. And I'm not just talking about the fact that we scored on our power plays because that is huge in itself. Special teams is going to be a huge contributing factor in all of these playoff games for every team across the entire league. But the fact that the Rangers scored helped. But more importantly, we changed our power play. It's not Mika Zibanejad on the left dot trying to get that snipe that is always being fed to him on a power play. What we're trying to do. It's not just, you know just the same strat that we would normally pull. I think that the Rangers offensively, especially on the power play or on special teams, we are so good because we can move the puck around and anyone can score from any place. But now we got Artemi Panarin in that spot that Mika would normally be in. And Mika is playing center like he normally would. And that extra guy that we have, we just plant in front of the net as Chris Kreider because he's the king of tip-in goals. So he kind of got back to that in the playoffs, which was what we needed Chris Kreider to do. And then we have Mika moving around the ice. We have not just the same standard setup for power play that we normally have. And it's confusing for the other teams. The reason why we lost last year, and I know I talk about it all the time. The reason we lost in the Eastern Conference Finals against Tampa Bay is because we had Mika set up on the left dot every single time. Power play, anything. And Basileski could read it like a book. And whatever coaches they have back there running strats and plays had Mika fucking pinned and knew what he was going to do, and they must have talked about that many times after the two losses they took from us in the first two round, in the first two games of the of that round. So the fact that I can see the Rangers are are doing different things and cycling differently and, and making different plays happen shows me that they really are trying to make this run the run. They're really doing their research and they're really going over old strats and saying what works, what doesn't work, and what do we do to be a better overall New York Rangers team. Hey, it's me guys. Quick little check in here. I know that this is going to be a new episode in our series or a new type of episode in our series. I'm going to call this the Stanley Cup playoffs. So that's what these are going to be labeled as. These are basically going to be Broadway bonuses. 
But not only am I going to just cover the Rangers, I'm going to compare you know other teams and what they're doing right now in the playoffs. When the playoffs come, we watch every game. It's hard to watch every game in a regular 82 game season because that's a lot of fucking games. It's a lot of teams. It's a lot of hours. Someone, you know, myself at least, I don't have the time to watch every single game and every single play and every single highlight. So you're more in tune because there's less teams. So I'm able to view a lot more things. But I'm going to use that for analytical data for us to kind of, you know, gauge how it's going to go in the next round or gauge how other teams are going and, and how things are developing for other people. So I just kind of want to check in real, real quick and, and let you guys know that that's why this is named what it's named. They're basically Broadway bonuses. They're not full episodes or, you know, anything I want to say, but I will do full episodes after a series. So if the Rangers make a deep run, there'll only be a few full episodes for the rest of this season, but I will, you know, I'll pop in with the Stanley Cup playoff ones, which will basically for right now take up the Broadway bonus. But the only thing I'm adding will be towards the end, I will have, you know, information about other teams and stuff. So it's pretty much a Broadway bonus. So you can listen to it normally like you would a Broadway bonus. But towards the end, you know, if you're not interested in hearing about other teams, you can just turn it off. It's cool. I totally understand. Um, Back to the show. The last thing I really want to say about this game against New Jersey was the physicality and the roughness and the toughness that I thought that we would bring that would make a difference absolutely did. Um, I said that I can't be a Sam. I can't call these games play by play, but I can fucking be a Joe. The things that I say, the things that I feel, um, you know, they're a culmination of everything that I listen to and people that I respect. But at the same time, I feel like I have these opinions and usually about the Rangers, nine times out of 10, I'm right. And the physical aspect that we brought and how physical we were in this game made a huge, huge, huge difference. I think that, if anything, the Rangers keep exactly the same play, even 20% less what they did. If they're only 80% as good as they were this last game, but they bump up the physicality and the fighting to like you know 10-15% more, there's no fucking chance that New Jersey does anything to us in this series. And that's no disrespect to them. It's the fact that we got some tough motherfuckers on the Rangers... And I don't think New Jersey can hang. And since this is the Stanley Cup playoff episode, I want to cover some of the other games since everyone has already done their round one game ones. There are some pretty surprising things. So first, Islanders-Hurricanes. Islanders lost 2-1. to one. But I do think that it was a pretty evenly matched game for all things considered. I don't really think it matters who wins on that one. If it would be the Islanders, it would be even better because I feel like we'd have a better matchup. I'm still confident in beating the Canes. The only thing is, is after what we did last year, it's going to be kind of like a grudge match for them, I think. So I'd rather see the Islanders. The Panthers-Bruins game, this was all on Monday, by the way. The Panthers-Bruins game, um, the Bruins won 3-1. to one. But if you watch that fucking game, let me tell you right now, the score does not reflect the fucking game at all. Panthers were all over fucking Boston. Physicality was crazy. And... If by some miracle Florida wins, great. We don't have to see Boston. The fucking dynasty is done. We don't got to hear about this shit anymore. But for some reason, right, if the Bruins just clap this out four, five, six, seven, eight games, or well, not eight, obviously, but four, five, six, seven games, whatever it may be, the fucking Panthers are going to put a lot of stress on the Bruins where I think they're going to be tired for the next round at least. So that's, I mean, that's good for everybody else in the league, right? The best team in the league, you want to see them lose round one. If not, you want to see them go to round two tired. So whatever. Next game, Wild Stars, the Wild wins in like double overtime. And by the way, this game, 
and this day was the, the, the this was Monday. This, so this was the start of the playoffs. So my family and I sat down and watched hockey for seven fucking hours. It was it was fucking insane. I'm getting off topic, but anyway, Wild Stars, Wild wins in like double overtime, absolutely insane. They were getting outplayed for the the latter half of the like the last three periods because they went to double overtime. So the latter half of the last like three periods they got fucking you know, ran over a little bit, but they never gave up. Honestly, Minnesota West Coast Rangers, you know, the no quit, I, I respect it. And then the last game on that day was um, Kings and Oilers. Kings won 4-3. Uh, you know, Oilers probably should have won it, but Kings didn't quit, and they ended up losing it. So that is kind of what it is. It doesn't really matter. It's in the West, so... For us, it doesn't really have an effect on who we are and who we're going to play. So I'm I'm not really worried about that game too much. But anyway, um, so the next games we had were the games that we played yesterday. And that was obviously Rangers winning 5-1. Then you had Winnipeg beating the Golden Knights 5-1. The Knights looked like absolute dog shit. For the Knights, you know I'm from Vegas. I'm not a huge fan of the Knights. I hate the mentality of this this team coming in and everybody's now a hockey fan. Whatever. I'm not going to gatekeep hockey. But the problem that... This this is the problem that I have with Vegas and the problem I have with the Vegas team and the fandom in general. Winnipeg came in here and ran your shit at home in the Fortress. One of the loudest, most crazy you know, arenas besides MSG. And I might be biased. But I've been there. I've been to the Fortress. It gets crazy. I get it. But they came in your home territory and they mopped your ass badly. And now the the fandom I, from the last couple of people I've talked to since yesterday or this morning rather at work, it's like, oh, you know, our goaltender sucks. It's like, dude, how many times are you going to say your fucking goaltender sucks or blame it on your fucking goaltender? Maybe it's your defense. Maybe it's the fact that when you get the puck in the offensive zone, you guys don't set up any plays. You just fire at the net and hope for the best. That doesn't always work. So obviously you're going to have to reevaluate that, but whatever, it's all good. The other game, the other two games, rather, where, fuck, Tampa Bay beating the Maple Leafs 7-3, to I ain't going to talk about it. I ain't going to talk about it. And then the last game that I'm going to talk about is Kraken beating the Avalanche 3-1. Now, the Kraken have been on a burner. They have been on a heater. We've expected this from the Kraken, but holy shit, this was awesome. Now, you guys know that I love Alexander Gergiev. I loved him when he was a Ranger. I loved I loved his play style. I always believed that if he had more ice time, he would be a much better goalie and that if he was a starter somewhere, he would do better. I've said that before on record. Um, you know, it, it sucks that we lost him because I really liked him, but he's a good he's a good fit for Colorado, I think. The problem is is that people overestimate how good he is cuz he's not. <laughs> he's he's a standard goalie in this league and the problem is the reason why Colorado is doing so well and they're getting and have gotten as far as they did this season compared to last season is because the offensive juggernauts that Colorado just has, period. Georgiev is not the best goalie in the world. I don't even think he's top five. He might not even be top ten, honestly. And this is no disrespect to him. I love the guy. But I don't believe that Alexander Georgiev is ready for this playoffs. I don't believe he's ready for this run or deep run. I, I, I believe that he's a great goalie, but I don't think he can take it all the way. And and that's no disrespect to him. Like I said, it sucks to say. I love the guy, but he, he can't do it. it. This caliber of the playoffs is, is the most stacked it's ever been. And for as stacked as Colorado is, they're going to need a goalie to back that up. And in series like this with the Kraken and the other series they'll go into in the West, 
it becomes a it becomes a battle of goalies at this point. You can have all the stars you want in the world, but your goalie really does decide who wins and loses these games. And unfortunately, I don't think Colorado is going to go much further than where they are right now because Seattle wants it and they want it bad. With all that being said, I think this is a good place to stop for the day. I think that the Rangers are looking good. I think that the way things are going are the way they need to be going. I'm really excited for this. And if the Rangers keep up this momentum, you know, uh, it might be a shorter series than we thought it would be. So that is is good. It's good. What can I say? It's uh, it's feel good right now, and it's a good way to carry into the next game for game two. Like I said, even if it's a split, even if it's a split in New Jersey, that's good for us because when we go to MSG, you know, we come alive and things get better for us. So. I'm done talking for the day. Like I said, I'm going to do episodes probably every other day during the playoffs because there's so much to talk about. So I'm going to just leave this here the way it is, and I'm just going to leave you guys with just remember, it ain't over till it's over. No quit. Praise be to Kako, and let's go Rangers.